I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is a, I'm just that sad clowns. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is the Gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Pack, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Uh, so we thought, you know, Selick, uh, Redwood, the, the original comms cue, the creator of the O-Rag uh, newsletter, I mean, I, you know, it just, it just seemed like, like a really, just a perfect place to start. That's quite so, the intro. That should be like your tagline for every single intro that anytime you walk into the room. <laughs> It was a short. It was a short run on the printing press that didn't get past the year. But uh, there might be a season where that gets revived with the right, the right people. Yeah. Um, well, so what, tell us just to start us off. How? how um, tell us about you know who who EH'd you and uh, and um, tell us that that was yeah. I mean, like uh, you know. The plague, I was working at the med center, and that's where our Nantan, Chad Bruff's working, and he uh, propositioned myself and Courage at the time, also a med center uh, brother who moved to Denver, that he was going to start this thing. He was going to bring F3. Um, I'm going to move real quick. I'm driving and FaceTiming. It's not good. Um, he was going to bring F3 from North Carolina, and then we kind of all got some coffee one morning, talked about what this was what this meant this was so how did he originally yeah how did he originally sell it to you or how did he propose it to go he had a really like a really big hole in his heart you know he's a romantic and he told us all his romantic stories about his uh fellowship and brothers in greensboro and how much he loved it he sold us right and he sold us on coffee and then we walked away and i was like well i don't think that'll ever work out um <laughs> But but then he kind of doubled down. He's like, "Hey, I got two other guys. Uh, this guy named Blake, um, and this other guy named Nate. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, he also had uh, bluegrass. So there's five of us, and he challenged us in February to go out to a parking garage in Stinson Park. And he ran us through a beatdown in that parking garage on a freezing cold." day doing wheelbarrows and fireman carries and um he was taking us to q school basically and we did that for three or four weeks and we were the only guys working out and he named us all um and he named he named yeah, so me how'd you get selick <laughs> so he named me selick because at the time um he uh, he had known me from work, but also known me. He was on Ron McDonald board, and we were partners with him, Mustache for Kids. He was the, the charity partner one year. So he grew a mustache with me in May in Omaha for another, uh, another group of men uh, who get together. And then, uh, of course, that's a different type of fellowship. But he knew me as kind of mustache uh, philanthropist. Um, and that is how uh, Selick was born. I always thought Room Service was more of the mustache philanthropist of the group. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend you didn't say that. <laughs> you had to pick one. What's your favorite uh, F3 moment? It was a kind of a high-low day, that, that kickoff day where we were Redwoods. And, you know, um, like I say, there was probably five or six of us who had already had names, had been working out with uh, Chad, wait time. And then, you know, he brought in some of his uh, big guns from F3 Nation to help kick off that, that event at Boys Town. And um, I wasn't, I mean, let's be honest, I'm not in the best shape now, but I wasn't in the best shape then. Um, and I spewed Merlot on Redwood Day walking back to my car. There's a picture of us after the workout. Everyone is smiling and just gleaming at that camera uh, with the flags in the background. And you look and you see me, and I've just got my head down, and I'm just a mess. And after that picture, I walked to the, my truck, and I just spewed Merlot all the way. Uh, so that was a high that we actually made the day for kickoff, but the low was that I just, for whatever reason, um, and it may have been one too many IPAs the night before, but it just wasn't, it didn't settle with me. Um, and I would say the other high is just like, you, I mean, you got to be kidding me, right? We started with one AO, uh, and then we, we, we came in with a, a Tuesday, and how are we going to ever have enough guys to queue these things? And then we're dropping in a you know, uh, Paradise Island. And it's just one of those things where you kind of say, how, how does this thing go? But I think the high has been watching this whole starfish uh, versus the spider model and how this thing's got its own heartbeat. And now it's like, we're 33 AOs. You know what I mean? So it's just unreasonable to think that it wasn't going to work out. Chad had the vision as a visionary, but I certainly was talking to Kurds on the side saying, it's too damn cold. This isn't going to work. Uh, but I was I was totally wrong, and it's been, it's a, it's one of the most fantastic things I've been a part of. It's cool hearing that perspective because you know I I agree I love watching it grow, but just um, having that perspective of the first day, you know, it's just that's uh, that's golden right there just to hear that. Yeah, I also uh, wanted to see like what Brazilian looked like on the first day, like a stuffed sausage and his Patagonia turquoise. Uh, undergarments <laughs> and looking back on those, those those pictures of Brazilian and then seeing what you know how he's transformed not that he had a bunch to transform but um, you know it's just it's a motivator those are high those are high moments where we get to rib our brothers and pull up those old pictures every now and then and say good god son how much how much sweet tea were you drinking <laughs> so we uh we talk about you know um f3 fitness fellowship and things where where do you feel like you're at today with uh, the three f's you know if you had to say you know if you looked at, at each of those aspects of your life fitness fellowship and faith where where do you feel like you're at um i think throughout this um i have you know, I think since we kicked off, um, I've added two additional 2.0s to the home front, right? So we're at four 4.0s, ages seven and younger. And I think my trick uh, to date with um, fitness, fellowship, and faith uh, has been tricky to try to balance it. Um, but what, a, but F3 allows that balance because there is this just built in expectation that we have, uh, we, we can rock some of this out in a very short amount of time, uh, in the morning with each other in the gloom. Uh, and then I think that 
provides other opportunities for uh, fellowship, fitness, and other ways that we can, um, I think, have that time, but not maybe what you think the time would be in previous lives where you were sitting on a bar stool till 2 a.m. trying to have fellowship. And so this has been, a, this kind of flips the script on that whole model. And that's been, you know, it makes it easy in that way um, because it provides you so many opportunities to accelerate any of the Fs. Personally, you know, I'm not where I want to be um, probably on any of those, but I think that's kind of part of the journey too is continue to accelerating. So, you know, if I was going to rank myself on where I thought I should be on a 10 scale, I'd say I'm probably, you know, at a five and a half on fitness. Uh, I'm probably over fellowship as my favorite part of this thing. And, you know, I'm probably at a 10. Uh, <laughs> my bucket is full, but I want, I still crave more. Um, and then my faith component is, uh, you know, I think deeply rooted in service to others, but there's always room for me to grow there. Um, and I think, you know, I'm probably hanging around 6.25 on the, on the faith component. Um, you know, trying to find, you know, joining, uh, uh, you know, you had a, Clegg, you had the, you and Tonight Show. Uh, I stepped into a book club with you guys. I stepped into one recently this last week. Um, you know, our family's been uh, not been in the, you know, the sanctuary for a year with COVID, but we're starting to get back into going to that, uh, going to church and, and, you know, worshiping in the house of the Lord. But I think it's just been nice to have this through all this crazy year, too, to kind of keep your pulse on. Uh, everybody else's uh, faith journey, which has been helpful because it could be a lonely track alone sometimes, you know. Yeah, but glue being a key component there. So, you know, on those times where it can be, you know, some periods of isolation or solidarity, what is your glue to keep coming, keep posting? You know, I know the pandemic was kind of a tester for all of us. And, you know, I think cafeteria pop-ups at Khaki's house were definitely a piece that helped me keep coming. Um, yeah, having some, some text messages here and there from the guys just encouraging us to stay strong throughout those periods. You know, those are it for me. I was just more curious about what about for you and your experience. Yeah. I, I have been, you know, I'm so confident in I, the relationships I've made. And I just, they're, they're so, they're so real and on a rapid trek of kind of true, kind of true love for each other. And so I had a lot of comfort knowing that even if I stepped away, which I did for, you know, several weeks or months, um, that, that, that crew was going to be there. I knew they were there. They were there in the morning. I knew I could always go back one or two times. I might get a ribbing, but you know, I think it was just the confidence in those relationships I had built in such a short amount of time that I, I, we can pick right back up and you're a very accepting group, right? Very forgiving group. So, um that that was a big um comforting to me and then i think the glue for me is almost kind of the space between right the, the dave matthews song there but it's like the space between you know i mean i just enjoy talking to somebody while we're running every now and then if i can actually catch my breath uh the space between you know between workouts where there is pop-ups the space you know let's get together in a driveway, um, you know, non-sanctioned events, uh, I, I think is the, the glue where you find your F3 brothers in the community, you know, not necessarily doing Merkins, but, you know, just finding some of that uh, time to connect and, and then get somebody else's uh, spirits up or have them get your spirits up. And that's, I think, the glue uh, is the non-structured time. 
where I can really kind of fit where I can fill the gaps with my, you know, shenanigans. Yeah, who who knew that um, Dave Matthews would be the the inspiration for the, the space between or the the glue? I love that. Uh, yeah. What tell tell me from your perspective, like there's some concepts that I feel like you you've referenced, but um, I don't know if if you're so like concentrica or some of the things we've learned from like the Q source. I mean, how have you have you you feel like you've applied that? I feel like some of the balance you talked about. Like you, you add more 2.0s and therefore you maybe can't make it to as many workouts, but that's, yeah. that's totally the right way that a high impact man prioritizes his life, right? You, you put more time there. Is that you applying the concentric model or do you have that balance before F3 or talk to me about that? Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm using the blueprint. I think I'm, you know, I, some of this is feel for me. I think I, I attribute to my stellar golf game. Um, <laughs> You know, you got to be able to kind of feel in the moment what's right. And I, I'm not one to, I, I'm not one to lock. I would say a weakness of mine is I'm not one to lock in a ton of structure. I've been forced to do some of that, you know, through our professional careers, through, you know, uh, growing a family and becoming more structured. But I'm a pretty, uh, I'm a pretty go with the flow. Let me, uh, let me kind of get the vibe here before. Uh, I maybe make some decisions on which way I'm going to go. So I don't have a ton of hard and fast rules when it comes to my, um, and that's, you know, that I think there's some room there for me to improve in that. I know that's a weakness, but it's probably served me well in some roles. I, I, I don't go all in, you know, on one thing. I don't, um, I, I, I went to, what did I do? I went to uh, hot yoga Thursday, you know, um, to quite <laughs> yoga to get, you know, just to get some more flexibility and stretching and then have some time, uh, uh, I just kind of wanted to have some time alone and maybe I wasn't really feeling up for, for a boot camp. So, you know, I, I'm trying to sprinkle in some of those other things um, because it's a, it's a balancing act and, and really it's kind of the goal for me would be that, you know, can you find the spirit healthy, body healthy um, lifestyle? And it's, and it's probably all things in moderation, you know, is kind of the mantra. So um, did I have some of that baked in before F3? Maybe was I probably straying in that moderation, spirit healthy, body healthy philosophy. Yeah, I think F3 brings a lot of structure that I appreciate and definitely have grown from. So, you know, I, I think, Plague, to your question about um, the concentrica, though, you know, I have looked some guys in the eyes, straight, you know, eyes to eyes and said, man, you're my brother, you're my shield lock, and I can't, you know, say enough about how, you know, we've been able to connect in such a short amount of time and have made what will be lifetime friendships. And so I think just having that kind of moment of intimacy with another uh, another guy that you really probably don't have from your high school or college friends, it'd be rare. But then to have that at such a, um, a time in my life when I'm getting pulled different directions has uh, been a blessing. Awesome. I, yeah, I, you know, it's interesting too, because I think when we have those Q source discussions, it's, it's just that it's a discussion, right? It's one more uh, thing for you to learn and kind of take in and figure out how it, how it applies. And I think, um, you know, it does definitely provide some structure. I, you know, for me, it's like when I first heard about the concentrica model, it was the first time I had ever heard something different than, than balance. And so this idea of like, balance is unachievable um was just really helpful i just remember hearing that for the first time thinking okay yeah, yeah there's something to this 
maybe we could just take a second here because so like you answered that question so much better than I did. And that was kind of the running joke for the, the first one we did was, <laughs> well, whoever goes next is just going to knock it out of the park because there's no way it could get any possibly worse than, than what I provided for answers. So, but you know, you're talking about concentrica and you're kind of using these terms. Maybe we could use this as an opportunity to kind of explain what that is, Brandon, to some people that maybe, maybe like me who may not understand exactly what you're talking about and and maybe that can help reference what Selick and you are trying to trying to say yeah no I think that's spot on because I I agree there's um we don't it's so crazy when you put pen to paper with something like this to exercise and if you haven't done it I would encourage you to do it um and it's really kind of your I don't know I mean you Plague's probably got the exact science here but I think I watched C-SPAN do this on a podcast a year ago when he was making his 2019 goals or something. And so he, he had this really great piece of paper that he had the concentrica and some things that he was going to uh, try to do with his 2.0s, his family and work. And it was all kind of really concise into one paper and one tool he could use. And I, of course, me being me, modified it and only did some parts of it. But, you know, I, it was really who's your team, who's home team, who's that shield lock that you're really going to lean on in times of um, – uh, despair or, or times of need or celebration, who are you going to reach out to uh, when the chips are down? And you name those people, you put them in this little inner circle of who those people are. And that's probably your, you know, your M and, and, and you know, some family, it could be some, some brothers, sisters or friends. But as you go back around the circle, and I think Plank can probably illustrate this better, um, but there's other, there's other people that you bring into these circles based on, um, kind of your life and, and where you're at in the season you're in. And it's like, I've never done the exercise and it was pretty uh, enlightening. Yeah. We, we would just, so you know, I'm, I'm not full of it here. I got the, I got the, the book. Uh, so, so, you know, for those of you that can't see the book, it's, it's free to lead. And, and this is the current edition. I know they're making a new one, but on page 120, they, they walk through the concentric model and actually, we have on our on our website, we've got a link under resources where guys can actually go and listen to what Selick is referencing, which is a C-SPAN podcast where he says, take out a sheet of paper, you know, break it into four um, corners and really walk through who's in that uh, concentrica. And then, you know, what are some of the other elements that you're trying to work on? He did it in a context of like setting goals for the year. Um, but really, it's it's this idea that if if you took all the relationships in your life and you tried to balance work on one side and all of the other relationships on the other, you would never achieve balance. Right. And, and if you did, you'd be still be given work way too much of your time and energy. And so how do you refocus that? It's you, you create a bullseye or a concentrica and just like Selick said, M in the middle and you've got your shorties, your shield lock, which are those brothers that you're really horizontal relationships, your whetstone, which are the mentoring relationships. And then work is really that outer ring. And, you know, the deeper down the rabbit hole you go, it, what tends to happen, at least for me, is I focus on the thing I, I have perceived control over the most, which tends to be work. And so when I get, when I, when I turn my conception yeah. inside out, you know, and it, it becomes a, a challenge, but I think, you know, the other thing I love that you said is, is nobody's got, nobody's living the perfect blueprint. And so uh, you just do better, you know, 1% better than the day before. And I think um, you're, I love the comment about the, the space between and kind of enjoying the process. Cause if you, 
if you get yeah. so stuck on following the model, you know, it's, it's the old Eisenhower, you know, you know, a plan is everything, but planning is useless. You, you can't get so focused on the model or the blueprint that you um, kind of overwhelm or frustrate yourself. But like you, you mentioned, and you have continued to accelerate it in your, in your career. Um, but you're also really passionate about helping guys, you know, give back to the community. And, you know, so this idea of like your, your purpose or kind of the D2X, you know, the, the dolphin and the daffodil is, as uh, S3 yeah. would call it. How do you feel like, um, what's been most helpful for you in that space? Anything you would encourage guys to spend more time doing to kind of realize their purpose? Wow. We're getting, we're getting, we're gonna get there now. I don't. Uh, yeah, we that this one is the whole podcast, right? You can have this question. I feel like I, I take my work very seriously. I don't take myself very seriously. Um, and I and that's kind of how I've walked through my career, um, with projects, with relationships, with um, leadership, uh, with how I try to build relationships and trust. Um, is trying to come at it a little bit lighthearted, trying to develop some relationships and, and trust and quick wins, um, knowing that we got to do heads down, get some work done. But along the way, kind of like you say, the space between, let's try to have a little fun here because otherwise, what the hell are we doing? Um, you know, a little bit of joy. And it all can't be lollipops and rainbows. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that we, um, uh, you know, I, I, I have a hard time um, staying buttoned up, you know, all day long when we're dealing with some pretty uh, intense and, and difficult situations and problem solving. And so some of the times, that, you know, to have some, create some, in, you know, innovation or creativity, um, I think, you know, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of humor interjected and some time for the team to maybe vent or feel safe, uh, a safe space to um, maybe do a little BMWing, or, or as they would say, right, the bitching, moaning, and whining. Limited. I think some of that can be healthy. And so I, I, I again, me not prescribing to, um, you know, uh, one one way professionally or in my um, workouts or in my service. I try to keep some broad strokes and broad goals. I try to get involved in one or two organizations in the service industry. I don't try to over extend if I'm on a, uh, you know, on a board or in a committee position outside of the work, and I'm not going to probably be involved in more than two anymore. I know myself, I got to protect my time. Um, you know, I, I, from a, from a leadership standpoint, and I'd like to at minimum queue once a month. Tony's probably put me on now more. But, um, I, I, you know, I want to kind of keep my finger there, but I don't, I'm probably not going to swing the pendulum so far as to queue once a week anymore. And, and that's okay because there's other guys that want to step up. And, and I, you know, um, I enjoy just maybe keeping my, my toe in the water there. And I think from a, from a you know, um, from a life standpoint, I think I just, I, I can't, <laughs> on the home front, I just have to work on my listening. I think that's just going to be my goal is I've got to have some more tangible things to make sure that I'm listening to uh, those at home who need me. And, you know, that would be uh, Della, Elsie, Gemma, Kate, and Laura, and, and listening to how I can be there for them and not be so navally oriented and focused on my needs 
and I think getting out there in the gloom, uh, talking with you guys now, um, I can go fill my bucket, get some stuff done for me, feel productive and not have resentment towards the ones I love the most when they need me later in the day. So I just, you know, I don't have like a ton of, like I'm probably not going to post how many workouts. I don't even know how many workouts I've done. Um, I don't track it. It, I, it doesn't fill my bucket to track it. Uh, I just am trying to enjoy the moment and trying to do a little bit minutia, uh, some of the small movements and improvements. I think that's a, a great place to be. You know, um, I think a lot of times we get in a place where maybe some guys are competing to see how many times they can post in a week. Some guys, you know, they kind of get off. Oh, you know, I posted every day this week. And that's that's perfectly okay if, if you're just going to post once a week, if you're going to queue once a month. By the way, I've got you uh, in May. <laughs> I've got you knew, in May. I've got, I knew, I got you I one knew. month. See, yeah. I know. I'm covered now. See, I'm covered. i got to get eight. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, part of this as well was we really wanted to uh, create a space for, for some packs that may not who know you, uh, get a chance to know you, and then also kind of create a forum where people can hear about different second app and third app opportunities. So I know you're – you're involved in the, the mustache game right now. And I, this is kind of could be your plug here if you wanted to take a second to explain what goes in for why you grow the mustache and, and what that yeah. fundraiser is for. Yeah, that was the, uh, that was my um, nonprofit. I'll do this one year and see, uh, I'll engage. And they were kicking off a chapter in Omaha. Um, I was doing some like volunteer work at Camp Caholo. Um, which is a cancer camp for kids with uh, cancer and blood disorders at the 4-H camp in the summer. I was doing some photography work for them so they could have, you know, their parents could see them at camp on the ropes course or what have you. Um, and uh, they were being selected or being, you know, they were campaigning to try to be much as for kids first charity partner uh, in 2008, maybe. Um, and you know, um, there's a guy, Adam Perez, who's, um, the stash father of mustaches for kids. He's, uh, I think the godfather for F3. He's posted maybe twice. Uh, but he, uh, started this idea of mustache for kids Omaha. The home chapter was in LA. It's now currently the, the home chapter is Omaha, Nebraska, uh, because of all the success we've had. He approached Camp Caholo. Uh, I'm, I, we're going to raise mustaches. We're going to grow mustaches for a month. We're going to raise money for the uh, charity. Do you guys want to partner? We think we might raise $3,000. And so they said, yeah, you can raise $3,000 for us by growing mustaches. And so it was guerrilla marketing. Um, you get together with these guys every month. There was 30 of us. Um, uh, a lot of shenanigans, uh, a lot of costumes, a lot of antics on how you raise money. Uh, nothing is too uh, too outlandish for this this group of guys. And and we raised $27,000 for Camp Caholo in 30 days. And we kind of looked at each other and we said, holy shit, what, what, <laughs> what just happened? You know, we created all these awards and all this pageantry and, you know, patted everybody on the back for all the work they did. And then we kind of said, we got something here. And there's a group of core guys and it would be the total opposite of, you know, an F3 uh, Starship model. This is really a spider model where there's a handful of guys that just do a ton of work every year to make this happen and um and last year we raised seven hundred sixty three thousand dollars in a month you know um for a local children sharing in 30 days and so every year uh now it's the word is out on the street obviously uh, that this is a real thing we're just a pass-through entity that 
you know, this cash just gets passed through to those local, those local charities. There's no brick and mortar. There is no uh, paid staff or administrative tax. Um, and so it, it's a great opportunity for a different kind of, uh, a different kind of fellowship, a different kind of way to engage in the community and help out. Uh, there's two uh, local charities this year that would be um, uh, partnered with uh, in underserved communities to help with um, education and poverty in those communities that will uh, do our best to, to try to get, you know, um, uh, it's gimmicky, right? It's not, it's not like bowling for, it's not a rockathon. It's not a walkathon. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's lip linen for children. Um, and it's less creepy than it sounds. This is open to everybody. Anyone can help well, participate. Any, or you any, any, anybody. Yeah. You can help. You can be a grower. You can sign up on m4k.com, uh, to be a grower. Um, there might be a $20 stash tax, which will get you some, uh, swag. And then, you know, if you don't want to grow, um, there's a lot of rules. You got to clean shave, um, at two fine Irishmen or submit a picture. Um, if they're going to do that this year at, at Too Fine. But then you, everybody starts from ground zero and you grow a mustache for 30 days. You can't grow below the corners. Um, that is illegal. And you can't take the form of enhancing drugs. You can't dye your mustache. You know, there's no PEDs. And this is, uh, there's, there's, you know, I was, I was crowned Swedish stash in 2010. Um, and, you know, I'm proud of that. That's on my resume. Oh, that's a long time ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can't win twice. You can't win twice. Yeah, so oh, you, can okay. be a you can be a grower, you can be a giver, and we'll, we'll accept both. All right, right on. Well, we've got a, just a couple more questions for you, and we kind of end with the same couple questions here. But the first one yeah. being, you know, what is your least favorite workout, exercise, yeah. and why? And why? Uh -huh. so people, <laughs> okay. So go ahead. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not – this is this is like plague's favorite one and I, I i'm growing to it's okay you know but i i just really uh don't care for the burpees they there's just a lot of movement going on i i feel like we could be more efficient with another workout um i i'm you know i'm indifferent now i guess i'm i guess i don't hate them as much as i used to when we started f3 um you know a, a second runner-up and one that I still throw out there every now and then is, um, you know, like a crab walk. And I even do it to myself. Uh, I just, it's kind of hard on the wrists. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, I, I think anytime we're out there moving, I don't have too much to complain about. Right on, right on. Yeah, no, none of those do anything for me either. So. That, that question is kind of selfish in nature. If enough guys say they don't like burpees, then maybe I'll, I'll stop doing yeah. them, you know. I'm yeah. just kidding. That will never happen. No, I, I like your honesty stop. there. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, uh, kind of the last thing here, uh, and we'll wrap it up. Um, just, you know, for any of the FNGs that either pop up before, you know, after this podcast comes up or whatever, but anything that you could say, words of encouragement or anything that you would kind of impart them as a Redwood, I think there's a lot of things that we um, that we that we do well. I think I could, you know, there's if I could do anything, I would probably uh, be better at recruiting. And um, I think kind of give it away. Gift gift F three, and you might be this might be somebody who you work with, a neighbor, someone who maybe you just for whatever reason like ah that's stuff. I don't want to talk to them about it. I don't think you kind of shy away from it. It's going to be uncomfortable. But maybe in your heart, you know that he's really going to 
benefit from this. Um, and so I would just challenge those F and Gs. And I, I you know, I, I think I, I could do a better job at this too, is really kind of uh, giving the gift of F3 away by having some of those, you know, engaging conversations with um, your peers and uh, neighbors and friends who, for whatever reason, you, you shied away from inviting them because of, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. But I think getting over that and having the courage to have the conversation and then seeing what that does. I mean, there's guys who just accelerated so much who, who wouldn't have benefited from this, uh, this movement. And so I, I think that's one piece of advice is uh, don't keep it all yourself. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a great piece of advice, and, and kind of going off of what you say, you just you don't even know how this could impact someone's life just by having a conversation with them. So, good. Would you uh, you mind yeah. taking us out just with with the uh, the old Stelic name Arama, uh, just the the, uh, the age name and and F three nickname. Jared Long, forty one, Selick. 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 